Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. And I'm Cindy. And today's episode will be about silver and gold. Is it bad that I want to break out into song? No, I kind of want to do the Girl Scout song. Oh. No. Make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. Circle has no end. That's how long I, I want to be your friend. Someone I like was that. not a Girl Scout. Yeah. I was oh. thinking of the, uh, hmm. the famous... Uh, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the silver and gold, oh, silver and gold. That one's honestly probably a little nicer. Well, I don't know. It's cute that you have a Girl Scout song buried yeah, somewhere in your psyche. It's true. But then you think about it, like, one is silver and the other gold. So now you're talking, like, one is better than the other. No, yeah. not necessarily. We'll oh, talk about that more. True. Because we're going to be mm-hmm. talking today a lot about the comparison and the connection that silver and gold have. How a lot of times they play opposites to each other, but they are also one and the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. It's very interesting. It is. It's, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a really fun episode about culture and how silver and gold <laughs> pop up everywhere in literature, in music, in mythology. In clothes. Is, in cl- literally in clothes. <laughs> literally in clothes. Literally in clothes. <laughs> I'm wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a really fun episode, so I hope you really enjoy. We're going to dive in. Um, we'll probably, we haven't really figured out. I think we're just going to kind of go start with the history and see where it takes us. Yeah, see where we go. Sounds Just good. chat. Yeah. Yeah. So, um as similar to carbon, uh n- nobody found gold or silver. No one discovered no. it. No. It was just there since antiquity. They, they like to say that a lot. They do. Things, yeah. Since antiquity, it's been known. It's quite lovely. So basically since like 3000 BC. Yeah, that's where I found about yeah, 3000 BC. It was, quote, discovered. <laughs> discovered? Yes. Uh, they originally tried to do, um, they found, when they found gold, they tried to use it in weaponry and found out that didn't quite work. It's <laughs> a little too soft. It's really soft. Like, <laughs> it'd be like trying to stab an elephant with. Like, what? What would be a comparison oh. with pure gold? Mm-hmm. Pure gold? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's kind of hard, but kind of, it, it would still go through, but not just maybe, yeah. It's just not hard. very strong. No. Well, and what's interesting, though, is the reason why that it was first, uh, one of the first metals to be worked is because it is so soft. It's very easy. malleable. Yeah, yeah, it's very malleable. Yeah. And they would, um, they would find it as like nuggets and particles and then they'd be able to just kind of do what they wanted with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with silver, too. Yeah. Yes. And silver has a low melting point, which makes it easier to, mm-hmm. you know, change it and, to, and shape it. Well, and what's interesting, too, is that gold and silver are found together. It's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is called... Oh, something I that, that I have. Electrum. Electrum. There we go. It's a native alloy of gold and silver. So it's oftentimes found. Native and in natural. There. Exactly. Yeah. You just find it and it, there it is. And actually that's uh, when you're looking at the uh, um, the carat, you know, carat gold, 24 carat gold, mm-hmm. that's basically pure gold. But if mm-hmm. it has a certain amount of silver in it, then that produces the carat value. Oh. So something like, tw- I think 20 carats is 
uh, has a uh, like seven or ten percent silver, I think. I'm of course I'm trying right to find here my somewhere. note where it talks about Electro because mm-hmm. it was really interesting how. Um, yes, it said in seventh century uh, BC the first coins were made and stamped mm-hmm. out of Electrum, mm-hmm. which was like you said a natural ally of gold and al- ally. Ally, ally. Well, they are allies. <laughs> they are allies. <laughs> However, <laughs> alloy. alloy. Mm-hmm. Um, silver gold, but about five fifty BC, uh, King. Oh, I don't know. How oh, it's King uh, Croesus. 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 He minted mm-hmm. pure gold coins. And mm-hmm. had... uh, it was, yeah, 561 to 547 BC. How specific is... of you? Uh, I had an approximate. Yeah. Well, they have the actual, I wrote it down. Yeah. This is why you're on the podcast. Because <laughs> I'm like, I read somewhere it was like five something BC. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. A long time ago. Yeah, the first ones that using Electrum were in the, in the kingdom of Lydia, which is now Turkey. And that was, you know, using Electra. And then, of course, King Crucius, or Croesus. I'm not sure exactly how you say that. We're not historians. No. (laughs) Or English majors. Or Or scientists for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so the first gold, pure gold coins were were done then. And Mm -hmm. silver was around 600 BC to around similar time as they started Mm -hmm. using them as coins. But silver was more common, and so it was considered less... Than gold, right? Because that's considered yeah, like the lesser of uh, uh, precious metal than gold. Yeah, it still is a precious metal, but it is found in yeah. Gold is is a little bit more rare mm-hmm. than silver, um, and they they used uh, gold basically gold in particular, but silver as well um, was because it was so rare to find. Mm-hmm. It 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 uh, was good for the. Um, the rich people, basically, mm-hmm. saying, look how good I am. Mm-hmm. I'm amazing. Uh, I, I can get this stuff, basically. I really... So I'll talk a little bit about in Greek mythology. They really... So silver and gold, um, it, when it comes to symbolism, you know, gold is su- is considered the sun and silver is the moon. Gold is considered male and silver is considered feminine and female. And you see that um, in the twins, Apollo and Artemis. So here's Apollo. There were twins in mythology. Apollo was the the god of the sun, and Artemis was the goddess of the moon and the hunt, and she had a silver bow. And so there they are. They're twins, but they're kind of opposites. And that's actually played up a lot in um, mythology and in other cultural... I'm sorry. I have to take a momentary break. My dog is barking at me. We'll be back. So yeah, so the rich people... We're back. We're back. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, it was rare in beauty. Um, it was ideal material for the ruling classes to demonstrate their power. And one of the things is, especially gold, does not easily corrode. So it was a symbol of immortality and power. Yes, it was a huge symbol of immortality and power. Um, you can get that from, I mean, the whole idea of alchemy comes from the idea of alchemists, scientists, chemists trying to create gold out of other metals and that's because it resists corrosion by air by water by almost all uh, chemical reactions it's dense it's malleable it's deductible it is just it's deductible not deductible it's deductible deductible, <laughs> deductible. <laughs> it's deductible. you can also deduct some gold from your account right now <laughs> it will deduct my bank account if i get it's it true. <laughs> see it's it works ductile <laughs> I'm reading handwriting from when I took my notes late at night because 
Um, as you may have known, I'm a full-time teacher with a two-and-a-half-year-old, <laughs> and I do my research at 9.30 at night when I am trying desperately to get some work in. So my handwriting looked like deductible, and so I apologize when I make mistakes. I can't talk. I, t- I, I teach, but I can't talk, so. You know, uh, you, know it's, you don't need to t- talk to teach. Yeah, same thing. But, um... Real quick, back to um, well, so we'll I'll I'll go with your alchemist and the immortality. Mm-hmm. There's um, it's used in literature a lot. There's of course Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is Nicholas mm-hmm. Flamel who was a real alchemist, and they used him in the literature. There's also a book series called The Alchemist by Michael Scott, and not only do they have Nicholas Flamel in that series where he um, has the immortal stone, but and that can also create gold. But he also has two twins, a boy and a girl in that series, who are considered the twins of legend because one has a silver aura and one has a gold aura, and they are kind of opposites in that way. Hmm. Um, it's a really interesting uh, book series. It's a young adult book series, but if you're interested in fantasy mixed with legend and a little bit of... Um, science as well. I like it. Uh, it's pretty fun. There's like mm-hmm. six books in the series, and I really enjoyed it. And it it kind of ties in gold and an actual uh, characters from history. Uh, Joan of Arc is in that mm-hmm. book series. Um, they take other characters um, and legends and create them as immortals. Whether it's like they're a type of vampire mm. or if they're created immortal. Um, combination of, it's a yeah. the, the guy who wrote it really took his history and went for it but it again i was so my point is their silver and gold is a big theme throughout that book and the idea of immortality and the and the desperate need people have to be immortal and since gold is kind of it's a real symbol of immortality mm-hmm. while silver on the other hand its um symbolism is a lot more about um purity and uh, virtue and innocence and hope and patience and the passage of time. Um, and a big part of that is because it can tarnish so easily. Mm-hmm. And just like how innocence and purity can so easily be tarnished, um, silver has a big representation of kind of the opposite of the power and the immortality of gold. Here's kind of the more delicate, precious metal in silver and silver actually i'm sure you have the research for it too it actually tarnishes because of the uh sulfur is it sulfur the sulfur, sulfur in the sulfur sulfur in the air yes yeah. it's exposed to sulfur in the air which a lot of candles back in the day they gave off sulfur when they mm-hmm. were burning and so that's why silver would tarnish and t- eventually turn black over time and that's why in a lot of books and movies they say polish the silver because they had to polish off that outer that coating tarnish. that tarnish that was building up and you could tell if a house was well taken care of if their mm. silver was polished, was polished. Mm. yeah and they, they do like to make uh, mirrors out of silver but yes. because it tarnishes so easily it kind of fell out of use well they make they they use silver for mirrors because of its let me look this up it was so cool 
it's it's the most it's more reflective than any other yep. material and and not to go into the astrophysics of it oh i can go into some astrophysics i'm sure you cool. can <laughs> so you might need to do it more than i but it is i mean compared to even aluminum which is i think the next most reflective metal they use it in telescopes now they use silver mm-hmm. because it is so reflective and the the scale of colors that it can um see is just almost perfect it's, isn't it it's just everything it can almost see every color on that spectrum mm. i think I it's like within a that. 90 something 95 percent or something like that it's hmm. really a fantastic i mean silver is so cool everyone loves gold but i just love silver I could go into more, which we will. Which we will, yeah. <laughs> Well, did you know that, that I found this really kind of interesting talk about the astrophysics of things, of where it actually came from. So Should we explain astrophysics? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's... No, I mean a definition. For, mm, oh, astrophysics. Like, what is astrophysics? Okay. Oh. Can you explain? <laughs> no. Isn't about it basically the study space, of light and color space. and space mm-hmm. and science? And physics. The oh, physics of geez. light and how it... Bends and yes, all that kind of stuff. Yes, because light bends mm-hmm. and it creates color. And and we'll get a lot into that when we talk about helium because mm. they discovered helium because of, of astrophysics. Because it's a different color on the spectrum. Right. So that's going to be a really fun episode. <laughs> that's a different one. And we'll have fun with that helium episode. <laughs> we may oh, not yeah, well. have balloons. <laughs> <laughs> My voice was not exactly the same. Absolutely. So the um, what's cool is that so the actual um, what happened when the Earth uh, was created basically, all the metals got sucked into the core. So there is a a massive amount of uh, precious metals, and enough that it could cover the Earth in a four meter thick layer. Mm. But of course we can't access access it because it's in a under magma. Core, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> Little things. Molten lava. So the the trace amounts and stuff that we are basically able to get in the veins and things that we find these 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 precious metals in are actually a huge lucky coincidence of meteors hitting the earth. Oh. Yeah. So apparently Wait, so so silver and gold's all it's space. It's space it's silver. Space, and gold. silver and gold? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. Yeah. So a bombardment of meteorites about 200 um, million years after the Earth was formed okay. is where the silver... and Because it comes, get this, from the stars. Y'all, we're wearing stardust. <laughs> What's on my ring that finger? Stardust. Stardust. That's pretty... Ex- I did yeah. not know that. No, so um, the gold and silver that is forged... They're forged in supernova explosions. What? Mm-hmm. So it's ex- explosion of massive stars, basically. Right. And silver produces... Um, silver production occurs in the smaller stars. Right? Oh. So even though there's less produced than gold through, um, it's an entirely different type of nuclear fusion, and that's all craziness there. Whoa. But because the smaller stars, there may have been you know more of those happening, oh, okay. which explains why, why there's, there's more, more silver, silver than gold what? in the planet. That's crazy. So it has to do with the stars. I thought that was really cool. That is so cool. I yeah. did not know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. So thank the stars. <laughs> thank you, stars. <laughs> thank the stars. <laughs> for the gold that's on your finger right now. Yeah. I actually don't know if my ring is silver or white gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, white gold has another uh, 
It's another alloy, basically. Well, and I mean, any silver you're wearing, like sterling silver, mm-hmm. is not pure silver. No, sterling it's silver is... It's mixed usually with like a copper or nickel. It's copper. I actually have the percentage here somewhere. It's like 94 mm-hmm. point... It's like, it's, I think it's 7, 7% silver. Right. What? No, oh, it's like... Copper. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say it's like 90, about 93 <laughs> point something or 94% yeah, like silver and sterling silver. Mm-hmm. And and part of that is, is that tarnishing element. They want to mix it and... In an alley, so it won't tarnish. Even though you know you wear some silver, and after a while, it can start to tarnish. A it little can, bit. yeah. But we we don't have as much sulfur. Seven point five percent copper is sterling silver. Oh, mm-hmm. there's your number. And actually, the um the doing coins in silver, um it's silver is harder than gold, but softer than copper. Mm-hmm. And so they would always alloy the the, the coins with about ten percent copper mm-hmm. because to make it stronger. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll talk about copper on another day. But, yeah. But, you know, so to go about softness of gold, I'm sure you've seen a pirate movie where a pirate <laughs> grabs a gold coin and he bites it. Now, Arr. why would a pirate bite money? Well, that was because to know if something was pure gold or mostly gold and not fool's gold, since gold is so much softer, if they... Fool's gold is iron pirate. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. In order to uh, see if it had a higher quality of gold or was, you know, what they consider pure gold, they would bite the coin. And that if their teeth left marks in it, then they would know that it had <laughs> higher um, gold rates. So that was what pirates did. To um, So if you see that in a movie, it's not because they think it's a chocolate coin and they're taking a bite out of it. <laughs> Delicious, though. Oh, no, take off the foil first. Yeah. Now you're a pirate. You probably need that foil. You're <laughs> scurvy. You're de- yeah, you're, <laughs> That's vitamin C. You're but, totally yeah. deficient of vitamins. A lot know. of different things. <laughs> Minerals. But to go back, sorry, real quick to the um, symbolism of silver. I just, I, I'm a nerd <laughs> and I have to go into this. I'm a nerd in a geek way too. So we were talking about mirrors and how mm-hmm. silver was used in mirrors. So um, some of the mythology about how vampires can't see their reflection, mm-hmm. a big part of it was because of the purity of silver. And since vampires um, are not pure, are not pure, they don't have a soul. <laughs> right. and so they thought the silver in the mirrors that reflects your soul, and the vampires don't have soul. So that's why, um, you know. The original stories of, of Dracula, and they couldn't see their reflection, that was in a mirror, in a silver mirror. And so if you technically, the vampire lore of today, if it's a digital camera, you should be able to see their picture because they are not oh. taking a photo of mm-hmm. their soul. But silver is still used in photography to this day. And actually, mm-hmm. that's why it was called the silver screen because the exposure to sulfur in a picture created the different... Um, black and white and the different um, tones of gray. And that's why it's called the silver screen. You know, they always talk about, see it on the silver screen. screen. Well, that's because they use silver for photography and for videos. They're just so cool. That's interesting. And I don't know where the silver bullet idea comes from for werewolves, but I'm guessing it has to go again with that purity. purity. It's the same thing if you do silver to a vampire, too. Yeah, it wouldn't stick, I guess, of silver also touching them. Yeah, Yeah. silver is also anything that is evil, the opposite of evil, purity. I don't know where garlic plays in, but when it comes to Mm. silver. (laughs) It just smells bad. No one wants to be around that much garlic. I do. Well, I do too, but. Mm. Mm. (laughs) I digress. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) We had a moment. Garlic. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's not such thing as too much garlic. Really, really is not. Mm-mm. Do you know that silver also is the most uh, cited element in songs? Really? Yes. You would think gold, but it's not. It's oh, silver. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. There was a study done. I don't know who somebody. went through. <laughs> who had the money for that study? I don't know, but I want whoever funded that. <laughs> Come fund us. Fund us now. Elemental fund. Right there. We talk about silver. <laughs> we will. We'll sing about silver. <laughs> All over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, silver also is the only element that is named, or I don't know if, I I think the country is named after it and not the other way around, but um, the Latin word for silver, Argentum, and the country Argentina, which has a lot of silver mining mm-hmm. in it, a lot, of South, a lot of South America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually where it got its biggest uh, popularity was in the 15th century when they were... The Spanish were mining in Central and South America. Lots and lots of silver. It was worth a boatload back then. So would you like to talk about mining and how you find gold and silver? Please do. Okay. I was like, do I need to talk about it? No. I don't know. I have some information here. <laughs> oh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Next go. segue. A lot of, exactly. Can like so, like I said, it. a lot of especially silver, the large deposits were found in North and South America. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and gold and silver and these basically these minerals um, are found in generally in, in these veins, right? These usually not a lot. Yeah. In, in it. I mean, it's fairly little. If you've ever watched uh, the gold digging shows on History Channel, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're like digging out these giant things of dirt, and they're like, "Okay, oh, we've got this little tiny vial of gold. It's amazing!" <laughs> and they just like dug up this entire I actually area. Had a vial of gold when I was a little kid. Ooh. In cool. Australia, we went to like a mining town. Mm-hmm. It was an old, what, like Western feel. And I got this tiny little glass bottle with this tiny, tiny little, little bit of gold. like flakes of gold. And I was like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> this I was is five. awesome. <laughs> I got all the money in the world. <laughs> it costs $3, but it's worth a million. <laughs> That's a million dollars. Sorry. I just had to cut it. <laughs> I might still have it somewhere <laughs> in my parents' house. <laughs> You can find it. I do. It's you can find so this whole much. podcast. I'm telling you, jeez. Oh. You could buy us at least a shirt that oh, says sure, like yeah. got gold. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do. Was, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> my chemistry jokes don't get. What's that joke about reaction? Oh, oh don't get a reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My chemistry my, jokes all never, all get my chemistry reaction. never get a reaction. Never get a reaction. I love chemistry jokes. <laughs> None of my students do. They think I, I'm silly. I need to but... zinc of a new one. No. <laughs> oh, I stole that. I that's a good one. <laughs> tell, me, so, tell me more about mining. Mining. All right. So, you know, it's in the earth crust and stuff. So especially gold, right? We said it was more rare than silver, right? Yes. Silver is fairly common. but So in the earth's crust, it's only about five milligrams per ton of rock What's of gold. Right? So this is not much at all. But of course, there are certain areas that it gets concentrated right. and those are in ore uh different ore deposits and um ore is basically rock or sediment with sufficient minerals in it oh. for economic okay yeah, so it's basically rock rock just special rock special rock special rock special right. stardust rock. special st- exactly <laughs> so um what's interesting is that uh and so silver there's there's more silver to be found as we already kind of talked about mm-hmm. um especially because it can be easily taken out of different types of ore oh. so basically silver hangs out with all these other metals yeah another reason why it's so cool it is a good friend <laughs> it's a good friend so maybe it's the better friend it than gets the gold along. yeah the, gold thinks thing. it's yeah, better than everyone else sure it's Jerk. like heavier and whatever <laughs> so the um it's deductible, it's deductible. <laughs> you can deduct that right now 
<sighs> so the the um so it's uh so silver is common as like uh, fairly like silver sulfides um but with also copper and lead and zinc and it's really easy that's the big thing about silver it's super easy to get those ores and refine and get the silver out of it mm. so you can get a large amount um for a fairly easy it, price because of its low melting point or like well, how it is it could be probably well there's there's i do know i do know so i'm research i'm testing her my research let's see if i can find it um let's see no no that's not it Mm-mm. i have it over here that's my gold paper here's my silver paper <laughs> dun, dun, dun. while you're looking for it i'll mm-hmm. tell a quick little fun fact fun fact my uncle used to have a mine and i think it was gold or i actually don't know probably both he was probably looking for both he's a geologist hi uncle ross you'll be probably listening to this because aunt nancy <laughs> will make you but uh, i hope you enjoy it and please write me if you have anything that i said wrong on it well don't because there'll be lots of things i say wrong so just say hi Hi, Uncle Ross. I found it. Hi, Uncle oh. Ross. There you go. So um, it's, uh, they originally, way back in the day, in what is now southern Iraq, they were able to refine it by what's called cupellation, which is was invented by the Chaldeans. So you heat molten metal in a shallow cup over which blew uh, um, air, and this oxidized the other metals, leaving only the silver. Oh. So, and so the same similar kind of process where you, um, they mine other ores like uh, lead, lead um, carbonate and lead sulfide that contain only about 1% silver, but it's easy to smelt it. Hmm. And so, and then as they got better and better at smelting, it was just super easy Easier. to just pull those silver um, right off. So it's, you know, not, uh, not quite as uh, rare as gold and it's, easier to get out of the ground so gold is a little bit difficult isn't it amazing how thousands of years ago they figured this out yeah like i can't figure out any i can't i've like i can't put my jacket on right and here's people smelting yeah nobody knows how to smelt anymore fire good old smelters yeah yeah we can't do anything anymore. We really can't do sure. anything. I think about if, like, if a zombie apocalypse happened, I'm like, well, let's hope I can find someone with a generator. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Someone knows something I about chemistry. I can't make anything. I don't you know. know something about chemistry. I do a little I'll bit. I'll probably show up at your house. Okay. Well, good Wait, luck. Wait, we need to find someone with a fireplace. Okay, yeah, let's okay. not go off on that. All right. So the uh, <laughs> so the the way that they're, uh, the it gets deposited in all these veins everywhere, especially gold, is that it's transported by warm, salty water. So the water, the gold gets dissolved in the water. Yeah. And so that's why it come when it comes up, it cools and the pressure goes down, and so it crystallizes. And that's usually enveloped in quartz or silicon dioxide. Okay. All right. So that's normally what, if you're basically looking for gold, you look for quartz. And then quartz will be associated with gold veins. What about when, like, there's that show about them looking for gold in the Arctic? Right. So this is the the pan, like when you would pan for gold. Because gold is heavier than almost all the other precious metals, it settles down. So if you've ever seen them taking uh, water and they take a little bit from the the stream beds. Yeah, and they they shift it. Yep, they shift it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. I've actually done that. Mm -hmm. I went to another thing as a kid where they made us pan for gold my parents did on vacation i have air quotes because it wasn't there wasn't gold (laughs) we were in like idaho in like a place where they had every school group do it but we were panning for gold i think they might have put like a fake like gold colored rock in there Um, yeah i mean the gold that you're going to find there are going to be these tiny minuscule little things mm -hmm. and so because that's where it kind of gets broken down and and these small little particles and so they they shift it shift it shift it shift it shift it and eventually 
the, the gold settles out because it is heavier than everything else and you're left with and those are what are called alluvial deposits Ooh, fancy yeah so they form so the the gold is found in, in quartz reefs as disseminated irregular grains scales plates veinlets microscopic dimensions <laughs> reticulated spongy hacky masses or slugs what <laughs> that's all the different forms you can find them in spongy yeah, you, have, you can have spongy, spongy gold. Yeah, spongy or, or hackly masses. Can I have a gold sponge, please? If someone <laughs> knows like a, what this is, I would like. Send it. me a picture. That would be very interesting. Yeah, I'm, you, not, sure what, I'm you, not sure exactly what it email means. Email us a picture. But, and so, what's really cool I found out about earthquakes. Earthquakes can make gold. What? No. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Back crack. Here we go. How so. Do you, oh my god. So. This is cool. This is a recent study in 2013 that yeah. found this. Is that, um, so again, hot water. So it's all going around in the cracks of the earth, which is where, you know, well, things like, move across yeah. and earthquakes happen. And yeah. Things like that. Yeah. So they, they it, the hot fluids are moving around there. And what they found is that it can, um, there's these things called fault jogs, which yeah. are sideways zigzag cracks connecting the main faults. Okay. Okay. So when the earthquake happens, the fault jogs open up. And so the liquid that's in it goes into rapid depressurization. So it's, it, it, the pressure is gone. It basically a thousand fold reduction in pressure and it makes the liquid vaporize almost immediately. So it vaporizes and the minerals crystallize. So within like milliseconds, you can have the creation of, of gold and other minerals. Well, so that gold is, that gold is not stardust gold. No, that's still it's because it's still it's still it's, still, it's, it's not the crust. Yeah, um, yeah. So sorry. Darn. Um, We're but all it, just stardust. It's, and so you'll you'll get a lot of um, instant but very small gold veins. But if you have a lot of those happening all over the place over thousands to millions of years, all of a sudden you've got a fair amount of gold in you. Did you know that we have silver in our body? Yes, a tiny, a tiny bit, amount. and tiny we tiny actually bit. don't know why our body has it. Mm. They haven't quite figured it out. So, well, could be. I think it's to make us pretty, but <laughs> to make us sparkle like some said vampires. <laughs> they just have a high concentration <laughs> of silver. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't We're make the anti vampire. <laughs> I don't get it. All the thoughts. I don't. I, I don't understand that movie at all. So there well, you go. <laughs> they, Stephanie Myers just. Took vampires and went different direction. She just did totally. whatever she wanted with it. Just cool. Which cool. Literary it's, license, you it know, whatever. Fun. It's a mythology. No one has a copyright, but I just I think you know vampires are supposed to be not ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Or just not sparkly. Definitely not. That's I don't want anything to glitter. No. Gle- gleam. Talking about glittering in the ocean. You know there's gold in the ocean. Yes, I do. Because of that show where they're pant like in the ocean, <laughs> like looking for gold but it's, it's so they they've tried to get that basically gold and other things from from um seawater mm-hmm. but realized after trying it a fair amount that oh there's not that much <laughs> so <laughs> it's trying like, to get the silver from our body yeah it's like <laughs> one liter of seawater has like a few billionths of a gram of gold well that's enough but Worth in iceland of course iceland right they have gold that has half a million times higher concentration than seawater do you think that's like, because of all the volcanic activity happening there and possible more could possibly it could possibly be yeah interesting mm-hmm. because there is a oh, iceland's so cool it's pretty cool and so they can have to like ten thousand kilograms of gold possibly and get this they're going to use they're they may be using bacteria 
which is certain bacteria that only grows in gold mines and that it actually dissolves the metal. So they are trying to take the gene from that bacteria, put it in regular E. coli, and then use that bacteria to get the, the gold out of salt water. Genetic engineering. Whoa. Crazy. Well, I know that mm-hmm. silver is an antibacterial, and it's actually toxic mm-hmm. to a lot of bacteria. It is toxic to a lot of bacteria. Yes, but they might actually use us. it for might actually use it for water purification someday. Oh, because of stuff. Because yes, of that. yes. Mm-hmm. They also use it in refrigeration systems right mm-hmm. now as well. Yeah. Yep. They use it in. They also put it. What they weave it into clothes. Oh yeah. To keep that body odor smell down. <laughs> I think some clothes need it a little more mm-hmm. than others, like teenage boys' clothes. But um. They also have been weaving it into gloves so that our touchscreen phones. Um, oh, that's the touchscreen. Yeah, mm. it can pick up touchscreens mm-hmm. because I don't know if you've ever worn a cotton mitten and tried to get <laughs> on your phone. It does not work. It doesn't work. You're like tapping it. You're trying to swipe it. So they're starting to put just a little bit of silver into your gloves so that it can, your touchscreen can pick up that pressure and that texture. Mm, I so did that, not realize it was silver in there. Yes. It still, does, it still doesn't work amazing. super great, but it's better. You know, they're yeah. working on it. Yeah. They're also trying to use it uh, for... Uh, oh, I don't know where my note is. Well, they use it a lot. I mean, the gold so, in electronics. That's, I mean, oh, it's, yeah. Because it's, it's both it's gold just, and, and silver are highly... Um, uh, no, they're malleable, but they'll conduct electricity. There you go. Ductable. Ductable. Yes. Ductible. Something like that. Um, yeah. They're using. Okay, I'm gonna read something from. Did you know that um, our favorite website for chemistry, the Royal Society of Chemistry, they have an app. That's so cool. That I have recently downloaded. I'm gonna have to download that one. It's so cool, but. They had a fun little thing on gold that I started to write down, and then I realized it'd be a lot faster just to read it if I can get it up. Here it is. Uses and properties. So, of course, dentists have used uh, gold alloys and fillings, but that's not as common now. They're using... um, I got some silver fillings. Ooh. Yeah. No wonder I like you so much. <laughs> I'm so pure. My mom has gold fillings. <laughs> I have like, a gold tooth. You have gold tooth? I do. Like a legit whole Like Well, like the whole day, yeah, they just do the whole, the crown, they do it all in gold. Because it, 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 it's stronger than um, some of the other Which ones. Which is actually, funny. Well, it's, it's an alloy. It's, yeah. I was like, gold's yeah. not strong. No. It's not pure gold. <laughs> no, Whatever. it's totally not gold. But, um, so they're using gold nanoparticles. They're increasingly being used as industrial catalysts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Catalyst means it makes things happen faster. Yes. Vinyl mm-hmm. acetate, which is used to make PVA for glue and paint and mm-hmm. resin, is being used as a gold catalyst now. Oh, so um, gold also, because of its immortality uh, symbolism, it's <laughs> embolism, it's used a lot um, to represent, you know, markers and milestones, you know, the golden anniversary or if you're... Um, Record went gold, gold and platinum, and then platinum. Silver. We'll, we'll get talk to about platinum, platinum later, but platinum, that's a whole it was like gold fist of cups bite, good bite, enough, yeah. So they had to find platinum, mm-hmm, something but they, better. But um, yeah. So you know, gold, oh, silver again. Silver is almost. Think of the Olympics that was just mm-hmm, on silver. Yeah, silver is lower than gold. But did you know that that silver. silver has been used longer uh, and for more consistently in time for coinage and 
uh, monetary stuff. Well, isn't that primarily because there was they had more access to silver? To some degree, yeah. They also had they used to call a thing called hack silver. Ever heard of that? I have not heard yeah. of hack silver. Hack silver. Um, it was used in some places till the first century BC and a- and and after the Roman Empire fell because coin production just tanked after the whole world fell apart. What? Yeah, you know. So Haxa was the primary Again, currency. The Romans. Come <laughs> on, Romans. Fault. But it was basically um it's called rough cut silver. So it's like these ingots and just like hunks of silver. Ingots? Is ingots. that a German name? Ingot ingots. I N G O T S. Ingots. Oh. Yeah. Um and it was the most common form of payment. So basically you had like here's a hunk of silver. Uh well that cost this much. Well we'll shave off some of that. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. And so the, ing- the ingots and the rough cut would get smaller and smaller because they would pay with for things by Bikes. shaving it off. Slivers of it. Yeah. And so, you, huh. but you could always basically have that. And so they would like Vikings hoarded it. Like, like didn't Vikings business. hoard? Everything? Yes, but they apparently really liked hack silver. <laughs> I'm going to do a real quick cultural thing that you might have heard of. I I uh, found this in our our book that our whole podcast is based off of. I'm holding it up like you can see it. Right I got now. one too. Periodic Tales. Mm-hmm. By Hugh Aldersey Williams. He mentioned, well, so I'm going to do a few symbolisms. First off, in literature, in The Great Gatsby, Daisy is compared to as a silver idol. And he talks a lot about how the wealth and the the corruption of innocence and how Daisy was innocence for Mm -hmm. him. We also see symbolism also in... Anyone ever heard of the uh, silver ring thing? That was a popular Christian thing in the 90s. Oh, right. Where you get your promise ring. Purity ring, ring, yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. Purity ring Mm -hmm. made out of silver. silver. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge uh, movement back then. I'll Mm -hmm. be honest, I had one. (laughs) And, um, you know, being fed with a silver spoon, having your silver. Silver's just like, it, it also had the representation of wealth. But it didn't have that like power and that hunger that gold did. Like mm-hmm. El Dorado, the right. city of gold. Find we want to find the golden temple, the golden this. Like gold has this kind this of aura, basically. This kind of like a golden aura. Yeah, yeah. It just has this this strong feeling of like the impossible to find, kind of like immortality, mm-hmm. where like they're searching for this precious thing. Well. Silver has a little bit, it's precious too, but it's kind of... Sounds good. But you know what? They use it in cloud seeding. In what? To make rain. What? Yeah. Silver? Silver iodide. Can gold make rain? I don't think so. Yeah. Try that gold. (laughs) Just saying. You're all soft. Silver's underrated, man. I really feel like it is. Mm Mm-hmm. I... I... Yeah, and and, yeah, silver is the the best conductor of heat and electricity under, um, under gold. And it's resistant to acid, just like gold is, except for nitric acid. That's its one weakness. It's kryptonite. Mm. It's also used in circuit boards and batteries. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that if if money is not the the if you don't have to worry about money, you use silver. But because it is more expensive, they don't use silver in electronics and other things like that. Some things mm-hmm. because it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that as a limitation, it's the best one to use. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like ridiculously conductible and And deductible and deductible (laughs) it's a highly malleable just like gold and uh, so i had i found easy casting and the periodic tales book just be you know we're probably gonna have to 
close it down soon here. Wrap it up. Uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. But this one is one of my favorite things from the the half the book I read of periodic tables. Cindy didn't read much. I didn't finish it. This was the part she really almost half of it. Oh my gosh, she didn't read half of it. I know. I because I I got a five year old. I can't. I just only got so much time. I'll be honest. I'm one of those very stubborn people where I have to finish a book. Like I'm not one of those people that's like, no, I value my time, and I don't. (laughs) If I don't like a book, I'm not going to finish it. I'm like, by golly, if I start this book, I'm going to finish it. I have like three unfinished books on my. I'm kind of finish that eventually. Yeah, I'll finish it. I probably won't. Anyway. I'm not as good as you. So uh, what's really interesting, though, is um, in the time of um, uh, um, the Nazis, in like 1933. The time of the Nazis. The time of Nazis. In the 1930s. Um, so there's two Nobel laureates uh, who won Nobel Prizes. And, of course, That's the Nobel. A Nobel laureate is, right? is someone who wins a Nobel. And it's gold. It's, it's made, made of gold. Of gold. It's made the of award, gold. Mm-hmm. The medal. So basically, they won it, and they were worried about their medals. So they from because the Nazis were going through trying to take all the rich stuff, right? Uh, particularly just gold. Taking everything. Just take everything. Yeah. So they gave it to to Niels Bohr at the Institute for Theoretical Physics in Copenhagen. And by the time the German army came into Denmark in the nineteen forty in nineteen forty, he had already donated his Nobel medal to the war relief auction, but was concerned about the Germans ones because it had their names on it. Yeah. It says like this guy's a guy who won it so and it was illegal to take them out of germany so what's crazy is that um you know talking about water and 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 it being dissolved in water and being able to get it back from water um they he actually dissolved the their nobel nobel prizes in um it was uh where is it aqua regia but it was a little bit difficult because he complained later because there was a considerable amount of gold (laughs) and it was reluctant (laughs) to react even with this strong acid um, and so what's interesting is the Nazis took over the Institute um, and carefully searched Bohr's laboratory, but omitted about the contents of these bottles of brown liquid on the shelf, where uh-huh. were actually full of liquid gold. And um, after the war, Bohr wrote a letter to the Swedish Academy, Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences, and accompanying the return of the metal gold, explaining what had happened to it. And the gold was recovered, and the Nobel Foundation minted new things for the the Nobel Prize, Nobel laureates. Aww. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So, like, you, you can extract it back from the water. It's just kind of difficult to do. I'll tell you what, my, my chemistry class in high school, one of the first labs we had is we had, we were given, like, this this little um, crucible of different things, and we had to figure out how to separate all mm-hmm. of the different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so first we ran a magnet over it and got, you know, Absolutely. iron out of it or whatever. What you can do to your cereal. To some degree. Yeah, because it's iron fortified. fortified. Oh, my. Okay, we'll get yeah. to iron later. But, <laughs> so, first we did a magnet, and then, you know, you tried to see what dissolved in, like, water, and then you saw what, you know, and then we had to get that thing back, and so one, one of the students I remember, they dissolved something in alcohol, and then they put mm. it on a Bunsen burner. <laughs> well, that's going to be a whoosh. <laughs> there was a big, towering flame coming from <laughs> Don't, don't don't put alcohol in fire. Don't no. try to melt your golden alcohol and then try to evaporate <laughs> the alcohol with fire. Yeah. Um, just a heads up just if a, you're a budding chemist and you think that's a good idea. And speaking of budding chemists, you yes. know that alchemy, trying to get 
turned Turn something anything, anything into gold, gold was the foundation for kind of modern chemistry. I know. Yeah, isn't that crazy? that crazy? It was this kind of idea of the impossible. And that's when they started messing with different chemicals. Yeah, like put this and this together and sometimes cool things happen, sometimes explosions happen, and sometimes nothing <laughs> happened. Yeah. It's pretty much chemistry know. right there. Yeah. Let's put these two together. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, now we don't have a lab. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Well, I think well, we just about it. wrapped it up. Yeah. Well, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to contact us. You can email us. Our our contact page is um, in the footnotes of this podcast. And um, thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe. Yes. If you love our podcast or even if you kind of like it, (laughs) please feel free to subscribe. Also, you can leave a rating and a review and uh, tell your friends and family and neighbors and and that boring guy down the street, he probably would like our podcast. Everybody wants to know. I think so. Mm-hmm. And if you have any suggestions on, um, or if there's anything that we miss, feel free to, to let us know. Yeah. And Looking forward to hearing from you. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. We're going to talk about science. 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 Science is cool. I like science. I live science. Oh, I... Oh, hashtag real scientist. Have you seen that? Hashtag teach science. (laughs) What?